about living free. So that is the deal. We've been talking about saying, God, how do I live free? And so we have this series on just, you know, it's one thing to live. We all live or you're here. You're breathing, so you're here. Uh, but let's, I want to live life so that I live it to a point where I am enjoying it. How many would like to enjoy the journey? No fun to go someplace and then just have a terrible time all the way when you're getting there or back or even while you're there. Let's enjoy our life and live it on purpose. Uh, so today we're going to talk about something that we all have dealt with. I deal with it. We've all dealt with it. And you're, you're probably going to go, okay, here we go. We're gonna, last week we talked about fear. How many remember that? We talked about dealing with some fear. Today we're going to talk about worry. We're going to talk about worry. And so do you think worry is just a normal part of life? Many people think that it's just part of living. They just Worry just jumps into different seasons, and they're saying stuff like this. Well, it's always something. I'm just waiting on the other shoe to drop, you know, or whatever. They just, they're kind of just like a skipping stone, if you will. Every time, well, we, you know, and we got the answer to this. Let's go, and we're going to worry about this. Now, here's something else for me to worry about. That one's taken care of. Let me find something else. They almost survive on worry. They don't survive well, but they do survive. I don't want to live in survival. I believe that's part of the survival mindset. I want to live in a kingdom mindset where I can live the way God wants me to live. I want to, how many would love to live your dreams? You know what I've been telling people? People said, hey, how you doing? And I'll say, I'm living the dream. And they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I mean, am I doing everything I want? No. Have I been everywhere I want to be? Not yet, but buddy, I'm living the dream. I'm going to declare out of my mouth good things. I mean, to a point where I'm not turning them off by I'm just blessed and highly favored and I'm just the good blah, 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 blah. After a while, I'm like, dude, I just, I want to be palatable. How's that sound? So that I'm not, uh, I want to be a draw to the people that don't know Jesus instead of of repelling. Um, anyway, I want to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story, and this is what kind of prompted some of this, and as the Lord has talked to us about living free. So this is a Sunday morning, 6.30 a.m., in the middle of a pouring monsoon, 91,000 people crowd into Faith Tabernacle Church in Canaan Land, Nigeria. It's an awesome sight, and that's just for the first service. 91 thousand people standing in the rain waiting on the doors to open one man made a decision to put uh, worry behind him for good and simply trust god and do what he said he would do and his name is bishop david i'm going to call him bishop david o because i can't pronounce his last name <laughs> his decision was to stop worrying and and build one of the world's largest churches in the world to be obedient to the Lord, but it paved the way for God to build more than $5 million worth of facilities, including a church and a major university in the middle of one of the poorest places on the earth. And it got me to thinking, and I started saying, Lord, you know, this building came to us. We didn't go looking for this building. It just, it just came to us. We were actually considering buying where we were leasing and, and, and expanding and all of that stuff, and this building came to us. Why would God do that? I'm here to tell you we are on the west end of town because there's a reason for that. Because where things are sometimes not going so well, there's people, you shouldn't do that. You should be on the east side of town. It's more affluent, and everything's happening over there. Burger Alley's over there. That's where everything's at. 
We are here for a reason so that God can be a light. And I'm not saying we're the only church that's being a light, but what I am saying is God has a purpose for putting us here. He's got a reason for this. You are the church. This is just a building. But people that don't know the kingdom will be like, what is going on there? The youth, student ministry, Thursday night, you know what they did out in the parking lot? I had never seen this, and it was funny. I watched Sean set up with blocks and a big black tarp, balloons with helium, so you could let people are driving by. What are they doing? Taking soap, spraying it on the tarp, taking two-liter bottles of Diet Dr. Pepper, setting them up like bowling pins, and getting frozen chickens, and the kids did chicken bowling. I sent my wife a video. She just sent me this crying face laughing. There are people about wrecking their cars. What are they doing? What? They're throwing chickens. Of course, they were frozen, but it was fun. And they even got some of the leaders. They were playing, getting strikes, and, you know, kids got to keep some two leaders, and that was all a lot of fun. And then, you know, Sean brought uh, a message. It was the year anniversary for 180. So they had birthday cake and celebrated, and some of the testimonies of these students of what God has done in this year crazy awesome we need to live our life for god so that we live out loud but he put this church here kenneth hagan made the same decision about not to worry experienced supernatural healing miracle after miracle in his ministry and his life an unspeakable peace how many would like unspeakable peace because sometimes life just stinks doesn't it you get in situations maybe out of your control or maybe they were in your control but somehow they went clear south and life just stinks and God, there has to be life past this. And this is what he said when he decided not to worry. He said, oh, I've had some marvelous opportunities since then to worry. It's one of the most difficult sins for me to give up. But worry is the greatest temptation you too will ever face. But you can resist it and you must. This is a quote from him. But both of these men, Pastor O or Bishop O and Kenneth Hagin, discovered the secret to success. The ticket to life well-lived and prospering and, and being in blessing. This thing that we call worry, that we let kind of just almost blanket us. Have you ever been around someone and as soon as they, you get around them, they're going to unload whatever this blanket of worry is. It'll steal your life, the life that Jesus gave you. And both of these guys decided we're not doing that anymore. They never turned back on their decision, no matter how tempted they were, and the results speak for themselves. My friend, fruit doesn't lie. You can say all you want, but just remember, it's not the engine that pulls the train. Or it is the engine that pulls the train. It's not the whistle that pulls the train. Let me correct that. The whistle just makes noise. There's got to be something in the engine. There's got to be something that makes the trek. There's got to be something. You must put your hand to this because, you know, I don't know about you, but this is speaking to me. This is what the Lord has convicted me of. There's things that I've worried about. And I've had to repent for that. Here's our first one. How we can defeat worry forever and put the devil under our feet where he belongs. Here's some strategy for you. Pray in the spirit. 1 Corinthians 14, 4, a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. 
We all know what it's like. The enemy, whatever decision you make, or as you're walking this out and your intentions are good, comes the sneak attack, the, the night bombings. How, how many knows you stay busy during the day, but it's at night so many times when everybody, the kids have gone to bed and, and your mind seems to be finally settling down and then boom, 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 boom. Off go the bombs, off go the launches, or whenever when you're trying to just get your thoughts together. Acceptable? No. Coincidence? Hardly. Worry is another form of fear. It is the opposite of faith. It's a handy-dandy way the devil likes to keep you from obtaining pretty much anything you're after. He'll get you off on the trail of worry. The world operates by bait. I don't know if you know that. Of course, we are to be fishers of men. So I understand about a tackle box and bait, but I mean, the world offer, that's what they, hey, here's a chance. Get rich quick. You can make all this kind of money. Ooh, I'm in. Okay, let's do that. Why do you think the lotto is so important or so popular? 25 million or whatever, and all it's going to cost you is this. You ever go to Cedar Point? Hey, here you go. Here you go. How about winning the lady a little stuffed animal? $5 for two throws. Sir, you look like a strong man. Two throws for $5. You can do two throws. Oh, look at those mothers. You can do that. And pretty soon, you're like $25 in, and your little lady doesn't have the stuffed animal, and now you don't have any lunch money. The world operates by that. The enemy is good at, at bait and switch. He's, he's going to get you to take the bait, get you to worry, get you off track. When you do finally figure this out and you get to where you need it, maybe there's times that you're like, you know, I'm not doing that anymore. I gave that to God. I'm not going to worry. There'll be people that are on the journey with you that'll get mad at you because somehow you've got to not worry about it and they haven't figured that out. So they'll be offended. How can you not worry? How can you not be upset about this? Well, I gave that to the Lord. How can you not do that? Some of us were raised in an atmosphere of constant fear, financial trouble, fear of disease, fear of losing relationships, fear of rejection. And then we worry about all of these fears. We talked about phobias last week. Some of this is ingrained in us. But we've got to get ourselves out of this. We've got to get, you know, and, and some of you are saying, you know what, Brett, I got myself in this mess. I'm the one that made this decision. I didn't know it would go clear to here. Isn't that what the devil does? He, he tricks you, and then he doesn't show you the price tag. And then you get to a certain point, and you don't know how to get out. Some of us think, well, it's good. It brings me comfort to know you're worrying about it. Don't do that. When you worry, you actually block the blessing of God from flowing to your life. And let me explain. If you're a bit of a worry wart, you need to break this habit. Be obedient to God's word. Defeat worry forever. And I'm going to give you some ways to do that. So, again, we talked about um, just praying in the spirit. But when worry comes to your door, and worry does... Just like, remember last week I said, fear will try to return. I'm positive. And they said, you need to be more positive. I'm positive fear will try to return. Well, he'll bring worry with him. You need to worry about this. You didn't make the right decision. You didn't do this right. You should have did this. You should have did that. And you'll worry. Here's what you got to do. Don't have a conversation with worry. Don't invite worry in. Don't entertain those thoughts. Three words for you. Shut them down. Stop having conversations with the enemy. 
He will try to lead the conversation and twist it to get you off into worry. How? We pray in the Spirit. It makes a powerful punch. It helps us take every thought captive. If you feel overwhelmed, that's how you shift gears. That's where praying in the Spirit comes in. Brett, I don't know what to pray. Pray in the Spirit. The Bible says when we pray in the Spirit, perfectly. I don't do a whole lot of things, and I certainly don't do them perfectly. I married well. There you go. You pray in the Spirit. The Bible says you are praying perfectly. I mean, you can watch enough people in their car. We pulled up beside a guy the other night. I don't know what this is called, but there's a certain way, evidently, you, you can sit in your car, lean into one side with your hand like this, and then you know the base thing that, like, I can't understand anything other than, oh, just like, Boom, 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 boom. I feel like the car's like going. And it's not even my car. And the dude's like, amen. And he's not worried about what I think. Why, why, you know, right now it's chilly enough. Roll your windows up and start praying in the spirit. Let, they don't know what you're doing. But you do. And when you pray in the Spirit, man, God says you are praying perfectly. That means God is on the job. That means the things that you are going to do in the natural, God is diffusing that because you're giving that to Him. Switch over when you, fa- when you start, when you fart. <laughs> when you start... <laughs> I'm sorry. (laughs) When you start to worry. That one's going down in the echoes of time, I'm sure. Yeah, here's my family. Oh, gee, did you hear? Put that in the book. Ah, let me get you back here. (laughs) You cannot worry when you're praying in the Spirit. And you'll be encouraged. You cannot do both at the same time. You can't worry... And pray in the spirit. Because if you're saying, oh yeah, I can. I can pray in the spirit. And I can pray about worrying in the spirit. No, you can't. God's not going to give you that language. There's no worry language. So you cannot do both at the same time. As you keep doing that. It's just, you know, PK, Pastor Kim said today in our morning huddle. She said it's like taking that shield of faith. And those darts at the enemy shooting at you. You can douse those. So anytime things are starting to overwhelm you, you, you know, this, I'm starting to get worried. Don't, don't go that route. Start praying in the Spirit. You don't have to make a spectacle of yourself. You can do it in a, in a way. You can get it in your car. You can step away for a few minutes. Whatever it takes. It's amazing about the Holy Spirit. He is so good. Do you know that the Holy Spirit, he knows everything? That is God that lives inside you. The kingdom of God is in you. This is just a building. You are the kingdom. I had a lady approach me one time. She said, Brett, baby, I lost my wallet and it had all my Christmas money in it. I don't know what I'm going to do. Have you ever been to a store, and you have, at Christmas time, and you're trying to take stuff back after Black Friday or whatever, and there's this big, huge line. She's lost her wallet, and that's all her money. Now, And I was in line, and the line was probably from me back to the sound room. And I said, oh, okay. She said, what am I going to do? I said, well, let's... We were just standing in line. There's people everywhere. 
I said, let's just pray in the spirit. She said, okay. Now, I wasn't even thinking. I guess, you know, rehashing this, I guess I could have just said, Father, and started speaking in tongues. But I didn't. And I didn't, I wasn't like ranting and raving, wasn't loud. But I just said, I spoke in English and then I spoke in tongues. And there was a line from here in front of us to there. When I opened my eyes, we were the only ones in line. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> I got right in, got right out. And she went out, and before I left the store, she found, she said, the Lord told her where her wallet was, and it was right by the place where you park your carts. It was laying on the ground there. She went out and got it and picked it up and brought it right back in. You see, when we pray, we pray perfectly. If it works for finding a wallet, it works for taking care of worry. Here's our second thought. Lose your pride. 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he'll lift you up in, in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Give some of your worries and cares to God. Give part of them. Give every other worry and care. What's it say? It says all of them. You know what all means? If you look up that word, all means all. He wants every one of them. The little ones that you think nobody cares about, God cares about them. Remember I told you that if you get involved, the kingdom's involved. If you're involved in it, God's involved in it. Praying in the Spirit will shut worry down. That's the band-aid. That's great. It starts, you know, then you can't worry and pray in the Spirit at the same time. But that is the band-aid. you got to deal with the root now. you got to deal with the cause What's making you worry? What's doing that? What are you yielding to that you keep worrying over the same thing over and over again? This is a heart issue. And you have to deal with it. So just warning, conviction coming. Because that's what happens to me. If we're worrying, here's the bottom line. We're being prideful. And you might say, no, Brett, I'm not. Listen to me. Just let me finish. It's a tough pill to swallow, but the Bible says it's a sin. To worry is a sin. We have to avoid this if we can. When we worry, we're meditating on the enemy's lies instead of God's word and his promises. If you're worried about what the enemy is saying, then you are putting more faith. Listen, faith works by you operating it. Fear works by you operating it. You're putting it in the enemy, so that's what's going to grow. If you put it in God, faith will grow. So again, what we feed grows, what we starve dies. But we have to understand, we got to get to, why am I worried about, I keep going to God with the same thing. Let's not have to do that. Let's get it at the root. If we're going to pull roots out, we're going to pull weeds, let's plant some flowers. Let's, let's get some good stuff in there. We don't want to skip like a stone. I'm just going to worry, 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 worry. It's always something. It doesn't have to be that way. The Bible tells us to break out of it, humble ourselves and get free of worry. If we continue to worry, that's pride. We are carrying that care for ourselves. God says he'll carry it. We, worrying is ignoring the word. It's just ignoring it, saying I'm not, I'm not buying into that. I'm just saying I just, some people just, you ever have people that just, they seem to thrive on conflict. They just, they're looking for something. Oh. They're ready to argue with anybody at the drop of a hat. That's not right. If you just, you know, I just need, I need this, 
you know, I need all this yucky stuff because then I feel like I'm in the middle of the... That's wrong. You know, God wants you to live at peace. Now, understanding the world, if they hated Jesus, they're going to hate you. I get that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about living with yourself and just loving your life. I see that one over well. There's something about saying, God, I want to live what you want me to. I want to live the dream you want me to do. I want to be able to dream again. I'm sick and tired of being in this muck. I'm sick and tired of being stuck in the mud. There's too much life left for you to live. Worry ignores the fact that God laid every care, every sin, every sickness, every money problem, anything else that on, that's under the curse on his son Jesus. That's why Christ went to Calvary. Because you could be worry free. You can. Because he took every sickness. Every disease. Every pain. Every hurt. He took it. If you don't think he did. Then you're believing a lie. We want to fix them on our own. Look, Skippy, if you could fix it, you'd have done it already. We can't do it. Some of it's too big for us. We don't even know how. We don't even know how it comes in, but we've allowed it in. But yet, if we would understand to pray in the Spirit and that we would get against pride. Without God, we don't have the spiritual power to overcome the enemy. You don't. If you think you can take the devil on without God, you're sadly mistaken. You have to. The one that's in you, God, is greater than the enemy. But you have to exercise that. You have to yield to the power of God. You got to cast those things on the Lord that are troubling you. All of your care. You don't know what I'm going through. I don't have to know what you're going through. I just know that God can take it. All your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all. Don't just give him half of it. Today's a day of freedom. Today's a day that we're going we're gonna to get rid of some of this stuff. The stuff that maybe you've got to this point. Maybe you've, you've trudged all your way up to this point and you want to be free. Today's the day. Today's the day that you say, no more. Today's the day where you pop the bully in the nose and say, I'm done. Are you telling me we should never have a care? According to the word, if we're totally trusting God, that's exactly what I'm telling you. Well, Brett, I'm human. That's impossible. Not when God is involved. What is... Impossible to man is possible with God. You'll take your natural and experience his supernatural. And then amazing things happen. We could give you story after story of things that were just in the natural. It couldn't happen, but then God gets involved and things begin to change. So if we cast our worry, cast our care on God, what's the benefit? When we are not worrying, we're in position for promotion. Do you know when you're worrying, you can't see it? I don't, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to survive. I don't know, you know, when we're going to worry about all that stuff, we can't see promotion. We can't see increase. We can't see blessing. 
because we're blocking that. We're putting stuff in front of God. Your problem is bigger than the promise. But not in God's eyes. I have a prayer here, and I want you just to repeat it after me. <laughs> so just say this with me, and, uh, and we'll, just, we'll just move on. Heavenly Father, I take you at your word and your command. I thank you that the body of Jesus was broken for me, that he took the curse for me and shed his blood to pay the price for me. And because of what he's done, I never have to worry again. I thank you that you've given me your word. And it says, if I cast my cares over on you and resist the devil's pressure to pick them back up again, you will exalt me over every care and every adverse situation in this blood and by the power of this word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with the help of the greater one who lives within me and the abundant supply of your grace I will never worry be concerned or anxious about anything again father I boldly declare this by faith from this moment on I trust you to interrupt, stop, or correct me in any way necessary to get my attention if I ever begin to worry about anything. As you do, I commit to you that I will deal with it immediately. I will not let the sun go down with worry on my mind in Jesus' name. Now, here's our third thought for this morning to defeat worry. We have to take God at his word. So we're going to get rid of pride because pride is saying I'm taking the enemy at his word. I'm going to worry about stuff that I don't need to worry about. We're going to take God at his word. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword cutting between uh, soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Part of losing pride is taking God at his word. So, now, now again, think about this. If God has given you his word, you're the one that has to, to wield that. You're the one that has to take that sword and use it. It may be at your uh, disposal, but if you don't use it, it doesn't get used. Somebody had said in one time, they said, could a man starve sitting in the middle of a supermarket? Yeah. Food all around him, but if he doesn't eat it, he's going to starve. So the enemy is going to come in, but you have to understand by taking up the word, that's what you're going to use, the word of God. You're not going to believe the enemy's evil report. You're going to believe God. You make a decision to believe God's promises, and you won't worry about things again. There's times that our children have been sick, and I've prayed and believed the prayer of faith, and I have made up my mind. I will not worry about this again. They are healed. As far as I'm concerned, it's done. Are you with me? You're going to have to exercise your faith. You're going to have to put that in. Brett, you don't know my situation. I'm telling you this morning, I don't have to know your situation. But I can tell you the God that knows your situation. And he can get you out of it. He can sustain you through it. He can make sure that you come out not even smelling like smoke. But you have to 
operate in his kingdom. Maybe you're thinking, you don't understand. They're going to repossess my car. What does that have to do with anything? I need a car to get to work. Don't you think Jesus knows that? Yeah, but that's our problem. We have a lot of yeah buts. Yeah, but, but I, but I, and that's what we do. If Jesus was standing here and we're saying, I'm, I'm going to cast this care on, you don't even know what I'm going through, but Jesus, here's what I'm going through. And we have them and we take them and we go, mm, I need you to take care of them. They're right there. You, it's right by your left foot. You can probably touch it if you, are you going to do anything with that? Oh, and we'll pick it back up and we'll carry our own care again. We'll decide I'm going to worry about it again. I'm telling you, the enemy will try it again. Worry is a sin. We don't want to disobey God's command. Remember I talked to you about Kenneth Hagin before. He prayed. He was laying sick in bed and he prayed to God. He, he had studied the word and found out he's not supposed to worry. He's supposed to cast all of his care on, on Jesus. So this is what he said. And again, this is me quoting. He said, God, if you'll forgive me for this worry, fit and pity party. You ever have a pity party for yourself? Usually nobody comes to those, but just saying. If you'll forgive me for crying all day long about my sorry lot in life, I commit to you I will never worry again the longest day I live on this earth. That was in 1933, and from then on he testified, I haven't had a worry on it in any day since. So then he started Rama Bible College, and some, you know, it's a big building and everything. He brought some ministers, and they were coming there, walking through the building, and looking at all these great things that God had done. And the one minister comments to, to Pastor Hagin says, you know, you must, how do you, Carry all of this load. And I'm just going to tell you this. I'm just going to be as honest as I can. I had, this is what really ministered to me as the Lord is telling me what to speak. Is because I just was talking with someone just the other day. I met with them. We set up an appointment to meet. And this is, you know, they were, they were saying some of these same things in a nice way. Boy, I bet it's just really tough. You know, because when it came to this building, I mean, just so you know, I mean, if you, you come in here and you leave... You think, man, that's great. Yeah, boy, God's doing great things. But, you know, I had to sign for this. My name is on this building. And, you know, so I, I, you know, the enemy floods my mind about making sure everything's paid. Somehow Ohio Edison and Columbia Gas don't have the same spiritual insight I do. They're not as budget friendly. And so the enemy would just like to work on me. And so as this person and I were conversing, I said, yeah, and then there's, this is what I said. And then there's the load of this. Because they were saying, it must be something, you know, because I can only imagine. And I said, yeah, it's, it's the load of this. And the Holy Spirit, just like, I, just like we prayed, I had to say, I got to correct that. Because this is what Brother Hagin said. He said, you must, it must be feeling like, you know, you ever felt like just the load of all the crap you're going through is just pushing you into the ground, just screwing you in like something. And he said, 
I don't have any care for this. This is what he told these ministers. They looked at him shocked. He said, God's the one who told me to start this. He said, I figure if he told me to start it, he'll keep it going. If it flops, it's on him, not me. And I thought, man, Lord, I needed to hear that. So I called this person back and said, I need to apologize to you. And they said, for what? And I just told you. And I said, I needed to tell you, you know what? God's the one that brought this building to us. He'll provide for it. If I, I'm just going to be obedient and do what I say. So if this thing flops, it's on him, not me. I thank God it's not flopping. But you know what I'm saying? We have to cast our care. We have to start saying, God, I'm not going to worry about this anymore. 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he'll lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. Give all. Give all. Give all. Give all. Give all. What are you worried about? Because it's stopping you from getting here to here. You've got to give that to God. The stuff, the junk, the crap. Give it to God. You see, when you are in the midst of worry, you stop the blessing. When you give that care to God, he pulls you out from under and the blessing then can start happening because you're obedient and he takes care of that. Lord, how are we going to feed all these people? Bring that to me. Bring that worry to me. And the rest is history. 20,000 people get fed by five loaves and two fish. Why? Because the obedience, getting it to God, him speaking over it, believing his word, help me. And then things happen. If you get into God's word, that's where you'll find the power to defeat worry forever. Find scriptures that cover what you're worrying about. Whether it's relational, whether it's spiritual, financial, whatever. Find the scriptures. Put them on the mirror. Put them on the dash of your car. Put them on your iPod or whatever in your phone. Listen to them all the time. Get them in your ears. Get them in your mind. Let them come out your mouth. Saturate yourself that you are not going to worry about that anymore. Take authority over that and start walking in dominion. If you walk in dominion where you go, the kingdom goes. What you believe, the kingdom will back up as long as it lines up with the word. Come on. God will back up everything. If it lines up with this word, he'll do it. His word is resting on it. The problem is we don't take him at his word. Well, he'll do it for somebody. He won't do it. He'll do it for PB. You better get over that right now. I put my pants on the same way you do one leg at a time. It is not because I'm a minister that he does things for me. It's because I'm a follower, because I'm a believer. I take him at his word, and so can you. No matter what you do, you are a minister too. It's just not the title of pastor. If you're an accountant, you're an accountant. Bless God. Whatever it is. Grab hold and hang on to the word. Do you know the word can fight on its own? It doesn't need your help. You need the word. So you're the one that's going to wield that. Because the word is the thing that works. Stand on that. Here's our last thought for this morning. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 26, 3. <clears throat> Excuse me. It says, you'll keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. 
perfect peace. He will keep you in perfect peace. What's that like? When you were a little kid, I remember getting my tonsils out and my appendix out. My mom and dad both worked. I remember I had to go down to my aunt's house. I didn't want to, but I did like the fact that Bonanza was on, then Price is Right, Love Boat, and the Brady Bunch. I don't remember all the order, except I think Price is Right was always on like at 9 or 10 o'clock. And I wanted to, come on down! But I had to get my mind off of it, because you know what I wanted? My aunt was nice, but I didn't want my aunt. I wanted my mom. Because I was hurting. What's peace like to you? What would it be like if you had perfect peace and God took away all your worry? What would that be like? I want you to think about that. Because here's our last thought. We're going to praise the Lord. Get that perfect peace. If you're worshiping the Lord, you're giving Him glory. You're focusing on His goodness, His power, His mercy, His provision. You're focusing on the solution, the promise. And and you're not looking at the problem because you're praising. If you're praying in the Spirit and you're praising, you cannot worry and do that at the same time. You cannot. It will stop worry in its tracks. I want the enemy to get, you know what? I want to beat him up for a change. Instead of him waiting for me to be awake so he can mess with me, I want when my feet hit the ground, I want the enemy to go like, oh no, he's up. He's up. Yeah, I'm up. And then we're going to start, let's go. You want to do this? Let's go. And start praising God. Start Speaking in tongues, start. I'm not going to worry. I've decided not to worry anymore. And so we're going to cast those things on God. I'm going to worship him. And I'm going to do it whenever the enemy throws those thoughts. I'm going to turn it around and start saying, you know what? I'm not believing that report. God is my reward. He is awesome. He provides everything I need. And I want the enemy to hear that so that he starts going, oh, we better quit messing with the lean spleen there because that's not good. I want to thank God for his goodness, his mercy, his grace. Thank him for your home, your family. Thank him for what you've got. Well, Brett, you know what? I'm not talking about what you're going through. Thank him for what you got. Don't exercise what you're going through. Exercise what you've come through and where you're on your way to. Thank you, God. You got me this far. You're not going to leave me hanging here. Thank you, Father. You've got all the comfort I need. You inhabit the praises of your people. So when God shows up, Satan runs away. Think about that. When God shows up, Satan runs away. You know, think about this. When Jesus was in the grave, three days, and it's time for him to come out. You know who's one of the first people to know? You might say, well, it was, it was Mary. She came to the tomb. She said, oh, the gardener, where have you laid him? You know, the enemy. I'm telling you right now, when Jesus woke up and comes out of the grave, that's the enemy going, oh, no. His greatest nightmare has now become a reality. 
What, you know, and the Bible even says if he'd have known that, he'd have never done it. But he's an idiot. Don't worry. Rejoice always. If worry starts to come in, you just say, no, that's not a good report. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm not going to think on it. I'm going to take authority over it. I'm not going to touch it with my mind anymore. You decide what takes space in your brain. I'm going to move into praise. I'm going to say goodbye to worry for good. I'm going to have the praise team come. Who's ready to embrace God? Who's ready to defeat worry? Come on, I'm asking a question. You didn't come this far to go back the same. What has been plaguing you this whole time? Maybe for the last several months or, or for the last year or years and you've just, it's finally culminated to this and you've just been almost overtaken. It's time today to be free. It's time to get worry off you. It's time to, be, what would that feel like? And here's the thing, I can't make it happen for you. I can't. You might say, Brett, you're passionate today. I'm telling you, there's a reason because I want to see you free. I want to see you happy. I want to see you the way God sees you. I want you to be to the place where you're like, oh, my word. If you could live free, this is where it starts. Now, they're going to sing. I'm going to open this altar. You can come up and you can get closer. You can stay where you're at. I really, it doesn't matter to me if you stay. I'm going to ask you to stand. But what I'm asking you to do is listen in your heart. Listen in your spirit. And I want to see this stuff break off you. First service, that was an incredible service. Stand to your feet, please.